When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's time for Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. Now, here's Lance Meadow. Pepsi Giants Extra Point is brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants. Citizens is made ready for Giants fans. Energy efficiency for game time and any time, brought to you by PSENG. Visit riverspringlivinggoblue.org to learn how River Spring Living can help you live your best life. Bigelow Tea, grab a mug and tea proudly. American-made Peerless Boilers. Go to peerlessboilers.com for a dealer near you. Hackensack Meridian Health, keep getting better. And brought to you by Pepsi, the official soft drink of the Giants. So the Giants win their fourth in a row. They hold off the Jacksonville Jaguars 23-17 to as the Giants were able to stop Christian Kirk at the one-yard line to improve to 6-1 and one overall. This was a Jaguars team that was number three against the run, yet the Giants ran the ball 39 times for 236 yards. They didn't have one 100-yard rusher. They had two 100-yard rushers. Saquon Barkley over 100 yards, as well as Daniel Jones. Lance Meadow, Jonathan Casillas with you. Jonathan, they continue to find a way. Every single game has been decided by one possession. Every single game pretty much has come down to the fourth quarter. But I think... Although they got the defensive stop, it was their ability to run the football, stay in some manageable third downs, and clearly get in position to score the go-ahead touchdown and the field goal. That was the ultimate difference maker. A hundred percent. This is a gritty team that know how to finish. These guys are scratching at the bit, chomping at the bit, scratching, tearing, you know, just doing, clawing their way, whatever it takes to finish these games. This is what these guys are doing. Great game plan, great way to switch it up in the second half and throw something different at this team. And then Saquon took over. And Daniel Jones making very decisive decisions at the end of the game and, and winning the game with his feet, not just with his uh, through the air. Considering, once again, how stingy Jacksonville was against the run, you thought, hey, 22 pass attempts in the first half, maybe they would continue to do something like that in the second half. But no, they were able to pound the football. Why? Because the game was still in striking distance. That is today's game breakdown. It's brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com for the official vehicle of the New York Giants. Big Blue Kickoff Live is the Giants' daily call-in show on Giants.com every weekday at 12.30 p.m., all part of the Giants Podcast Network. The archives can be found on the Giants mobile app and on all popular podcast platforms. We will step aside. Coming up, we're going to hear from Brian Dable, get some player reaction as well as the Giants make it four wins in a row, 23-17 over the Jaguars, their first-ever win in Jacksonville. We'll be back right after this. 
You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Brought to you by PSENG. Play fake. Jones is going to roll left. Jones is going to run the green field. 30, 25, 20. Slides down to safety at the 18-yard line. That is the player of the game brought to you by the members and contractors of local 825 operating engineers, ELEC 825, building our future. Daniel Jones is the player of the game. As I mentioned off the top, 107 rushing yards on 11 carries. That is a new career high for him. Also punched it in for a score and 19 of 30 for 202 yards through the air, as well as a touchdown pass to Darius Slade. And let's put things in perspective here. The Jaguars, they only allowed one 100-yard rusher prior to this game. The Giants had two alone in this game here in Week 7. We are awaiting Brian Dable approaching the podium to speak with the media. In the meantime, our very own John Schmoke is monitoring the scene and John, I'm going to pose the same thing that I was talking with Jonathan about. Yes, they got the defensive stop at the end to keep Christian Kirk out of the end zone, but the true tone of this game was once again dictated on the ground. They went up against a very stingy rushing defense. That didn't stop them from still attempting to run the ball, and they did it extremely efficiently with over 200 rushing yards. Yeah, and Lance, and I think most of that came in the second half. I thought in the first half, it was actually one of the more impressive halves of football this year because they were able to score points and stay in the game despite the fact they couldn't run the football. And that first drive where the Giants got a touchdown to start the game, you know, they moved the ball down the, the field with the pass. And I thought it was a, a pretty impressive performance. Then in the second half, with two of their starting offensive linemen out, Evan Neal and Ben Bredesen, they managed to stay in the game and they get back to the run, which has kind of been the modus operandi here in the second halves of these games. Even if the run hasn't worked in the first half, it's worked in the second. And look, this team just keeps finding ways to win. They make the plays when they have to. They stick with it. The defense, who I think by all accounts struggled for most of the game, the Jaguars are able to move the ball. They get the stop on the third and one and the fourth and one, and then you know they get the stop right at the goal line to end the game. And you know, If there's one thing you can say about the Giants this year, guys, it's been games won by one score, oftentimes by a matter of inches or feet. And I think this was a game where that was very evident based on those uh, two out of those three final Jaguar possessions. Yeah, especially since Jacksonville had 452 total yards of offense, but they were only two for five in the red zone, and they had that big fourth and one opportunity. They weren't able to continue the drive. The Giants forced pretty much a lost possession, and they're able to hold off the Jaguars 23-17 to here on Pepsi Giants Extra Point. We will step aside when we come back. We hope to hear from head coach Brian Dable. We'll also get some player reaction. We'll continue to unravel another close affair, but the Giants come out on top by six over Jacksonville. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. This is Saquon Barkley, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Jones over center. Sends the fullback in motion. Hand off Barkley. Dashes off the right side. He's got a first down more across the field to the right sideline. Lowers his shoulder. And he's knocked out of bounds at the Jacksonville 37. And that brings us to the Giants Power Report brought to you by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. Saquon Barkley led the attack 24 carries, 110 yards. 
Daniel Jones had 11 runs for 107. So as a team, 39 rushes, 236 yards, over six yards per carry, highlighted by the Daniel Jones rushing touchdown, as that is the Giants' power report as we welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Jonathan Casillas with you as the Giants hold off the Jacksonville Jaguars 23-17 to improve to 6-1 and and 3-0 and on the road. This was really their second conventional road game, given they were in London for their last one. They outlasted Tennessee in week number one. And really, the rushing attack, while we can break it down from start to finish, it truly showed its true colors, Jonathan, I would say, on the final two possessions for the Giants. They went 10 plays, 79 yards. They scored the touchdown from Daniel Jones from one yard out. Saquon Barkley, he was handed the ball. Matt Breida on that drive. And then on the second drive, after they forced the three and out, once again, Breida, Barkley, Jones, nine plays, 61 yards to ultimately set up Graham Gano's 34-yard field goal, which padded the lead and forced the Jaguars to have to go the length of the field for what could have been a game-winning touchdown. They're doing everything it takes to win games. You know, they're, they're, sometimes they, they put themselves in a bad situation, like that penalty late by Leo. That penalty late could have been very crucial for them, but they made the plays to win the game. You know, running the ball effectively in the second half, they were wearing this team down. You know, they started the, the, the first half throwing the ball down the field. The deep pass to Slayton by by Daniel Jones opened it up for, for the passing game and also for the running game. And now this this team, the Jaguars, they're a really good front seven, and they did a really good job in the first half shutting down the run, shutting down Saquon, shutting down a lot of things that the Giants wanted to do, but the Giants kept their playbook open. They were able to, to do uh, different misdirection things, give the ball to Breida, give the ball to Wandale Jones, switch it up, give the ball to the tight end. Daniel Jones made some really good passes over the middle today, which I've, I don't think I've seen him do that on a consistent basis. He did that today. And then at the end, you give the ball to the best player probably at the position in the league in Saquon Barkley, and he did what he did. You know, he, he wasn't effective too early, but it doesn't really matter when you can be effective late. And look, we we talked about boxing, right? Compared comparing these games and 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 this team to like Mayweather, right? I want to throw a different boxer at you, like Tank Davis, right? It's like he may not be winning the fight, but at the end he's gonna knock you out. And that's what the Giants are. The Giants delivered the knockout blows by running that ball, and the Jaguars looked defeated on defense. The guys were, they looked like they were puffing, you know, they looked oh, yeah. like they were the North team coming to, the, to Florida. And that's a tribute to the, the, the offensive line and the, and the running backs wearing this team down. Well, the Jaguars couldn't get off the field, let's face it, Jonathan, on those two drives that I referenced. And the Giants hey, overall, 50% on third down. It looks like Brian Dable yep. is about to address the media. Good to get a win. Made it tougher than we needed to, but uh, good to be six and one. Can you take us through your, your emotions on that last play and just how you were watching it unfold from the sideline? Well, we stopped him on the one? Yeah. I was happy. Yeah. I mean, just watched the ball thrown and came up short and watched you guys compete there for that yard. And, you know, good to get a win. Shouldn't have came down to that, though. You, you um, I mean, Saquon could not stay down. Yeah. Yeah, we should have we stayed in bounds. Yeah, so, put it on me. But we got to do a better job than that. Sounds like, even though you're 6-1, maybe you're impersonal a lot and not really happening with a lot of things when you play for Well, 
I'm never really happy ever. Uh, you know, it's always on to the next week. I'm 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 glad we won, uh, but you know, there's like I say every week, there's certain things to clean up, and this week's no exception. You know, there's some good things we did too. I thought offense got off to a fast start, did a good job again, convert third downs, did good good enough job in the red zone, took care of the ball defensively, got the ball out there when they were going into the red zone, had a critical fourth down stop. So again, critical moments. That was good, but we gave up too many yards. We didn't capitalize in the red zone. Um, didn't finish the game the way we should have finished the game. So, you know, there's always things to clean up. Ron, what did you think of how Daniel played? Played good. Yeah, Again, yeah, played good. Um, you know, we uh, – everybody knows we have Saquon, so it's it's sledding, you know, tough sledding early. I thought Kafka did a great job coming out throwing. Um, moved the ball down, scored on that first drive. Kept them honest. It's you know it's never going to be pretty. There's, there's usually going to be stacked boxes, and it might be one or two. And you know as long as we keep doing it, but with the added element of I'd say Daniel today, which would he have over 100 yards I think, and then threw for 200 or whatever. Yeah, I mean played good again. Played you know really the way we need him to play. We saw a rare like, flash of him being frustrated. Daniel? No, no way. You did. Okay. Why, you don't, you never see that, or you oh, he's cute. Cool. He's like a cucumber, man. It looked like he yelled at one point, "Catch the ball!" You, you don't, you don't get that sense from him once he gets to the sideline. He's so Tom Daniel again. Yeah, yeah. He's he's really even killed. It's been that way since I met him. Which How is, is that, though? I mean, you guys did struggle catching the ball to be even killed. To get a ton of help, I mean, even when things don't go this way. I think it's a, a great attribute to have. I wish I had more of it. Uh, he got poked in the eye, and I would say his eye looks terrible right now. I, I, I haven't talked to I haven't talked to anybody. I, I, I saw him in the locker room when we came in. You know, he looks he was in the locker room right there. He looks. Uh, I think he did, and then he came back. But he was in the locker room when I got back. Um, and he looked like he took a, a pretty good hook shot there. Um, it's pretty small. Closed. I, I don't. I don't know anything about it yet. I haven't talked to Ronnie or any of the doctors. No, No, that's okay. Thanks, Pat. Yeah. Well, we had yeah we had a couple of different personnel groups we couldn't get into. Um, I thought Bobby did a great job. You know, again, it's Phillips had to jump in, and then you know Zudu. So again, young players that haven't played played a lot of football um, in this environment, a close game. Um, you know, went in there. We'll see how it looks, but uh, that's why we talk to all our players every week. You know, I talk to you guys about it, whether it's seven on seven, one on one stuff. We're going to continue to develop. The depth of our roster and the young players, and they got to be ready to play when when called upon. You had a couple guys today, Jalen uh, and Landy, who was up on big stop on third down, and then Jalen on the important one. You guys weren't even on your roster. Yeah. And Baby and probably at the end. I mean, is that kind of the story of the way things have gone for you guys so far? Yeah, well, like, like I've said before, you know, whoever's whoever's in our building, it's our job as a coaching staff to get them ready to play. It's their job to be a pro and learn how to play and. Um, you know, that's why we evaluate these players. We practice them hard, and, and if we feel like they can help us, they play. Um, and that's, you know, I think they did a good job stepping up. Again, you know, Slay, Slayton early in the game. It was a nice goal ball that Daniel threw, and uh, those guys stay after practice, work real hard. It's, uh, you know, good team win, uh, but certainly things to do better. What 
what impressed you most, Dan, uh, Brian, about, about Daniel today? What? Consistency. He's really been consistent since we've had him um, in all these games. Makes the right decision. Um, throws it to the right guy. Um, you know, he's operating our offense the way we need him to operate our offense. Brian, sometimes when you mentioned the yardage that gave up, but you make two plays at the goal line. Yeah. To deny them essentially 14 points. Sometimes it's luck when you create plays like that. But for you guys to continue to do that, do you attribute that to the way you guys are coaching to play defense? Well, I give the credit to the players. You know, they're the ones that knocked the ball out and stopped them at the one-yard line, uh, fought for 60 minutes. Uh, credit always goes to the players. I think they're they're competing. Again, we just, uh, you know, we can do a little bit better than we did today. Do you have any sense of how bad it is? I don't. No, sorry, guys. I won't know until tomorrow. It's, no, it's the same thing you guys probably already have. All right, so that is Giants head coach Brian Dable addressing the media. He was referencing the injury to Evan Neal left with a knee issue as well as Ben Bredesen. They were immediately ruled out. And Daniel Bellinger went to the local hospital to have his eye checked out. But Brian Dable mentioned that he did rejoin the team. We will step aside. We're going to have player reaction coming up. We'll continue to break down the 23-17 victory for the Giants over the Jaguars as they get their first ever win in Jacksonville in four tries, and they improve to 6-1 and one on the season. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. Welcome back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Jonathan Casillas with you as the Giants top the Jaguars 23-17. They get a goal line stop. Trevor Lawrence connecting with Christian Kirk as the clock was ticking away, and you had McKinney and Love, as well as a handful of others, able to deny Kirk an opportunity to get into the end zone. The Jaguars had no timeouts, so that's why they could not stop the clock, and that is exactly how the game ended. It was 3rd and 10 from the Giants' 17, and it is going down as a 16-yard completion to Christian Kirk. They say it's a game of inches. Well, literally and figuratively, that's how it played out, Jonathan, is the defense, once again, was able to make some key stops, and that was a bit of redemption because if you go back to this final drive, they had multiple penalties And it looked like the Jaguars, I'll take your boxing analogy, they were down on the mat, right? The mouthpiece was out, (laughs) and then they just found a way to get back up because you had a Dory Jackson, a defensive hold. Then you had an interception by Fabian Morrow, but on the opposite side of the field, Belton was called for illegal use of the hands. And all of a sudden, the Jaguars were able to get into Giants territory, but it fell ultimately short thanks to the gang tackle that was able to slow down Christian Kirk at the goal line. You saw the poise from this team. They stayed steadfast the whole time. They looked like they had absolute belief the whole entire time that they're going to win this game. And that's what that's what you saw. You saw a gritty team who, for somehow, some way, they figured out how to win in this league. It's very hard to win in this league, and they're doing it on a consistent basis no matter what happens during the game, no matter what adversity that they hit. And look, they they didn't they don't they don't get to the quarterback. They don't they didn't turn they didn't get any turnovers. Excuse me, they got one takeaway. Somebody got one takeaway. The Giants were plus one today. My apologies. They didn't give the ball up. They didn't really affect the quarterback that much, though. 
And I think that's where we need to see them improve at. They have to start getting pressure on these quarterbacks. But with even without that, they still made it a pain for these guys, especially at the end of the game. The last three or four minutes of the game was a lot different than the first three quarters of the game, where it looked like Jaguars were a little bit comfortable. They were moving the ball. Then all of a sudden, the fourth quarter hits, and the Giants just step it up to another level. And you've seen that week in and week out, and they continue to do this, man. They're going to be able to win some games and not just win six, which they are now, which is the highest that they had in a long time. Well, let's put things in perspective here, Jonathan. They were 3-3 three and three last season in the six games they played that were decided by one score. They have already played seven games this season decided by one score. They've won six of them. So they've doubled their win total in these close nail-biter games. And normally, once again, the law of average, you figure things are going to balance out. The ball's going to bounce your way for some. The ball's going to bounce the way of the opposition. Well, the ball continues to bounce the way of the Giants. So we'll get more into that. But first, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. I'm Wanda Robinson, and you're listening to the radio, home of the Giants football fan, 101.9 FM, 660 AM, and the Odyssey app, WFAN and WFAN FM, HD1 New York. Now, you brought up these close affairs, Jonathan. Last week against the Ravens, we were talking about red zone was a big difference. The Giants, they were able to capitalize and score touchdowns, whereas the Ravens weren't able to do that. Brian Dable, we heard from him. One thing that he said amongst the things he wants to clean up going into the Seattle game before the bye is he was not very pleased with the red zone production today. They were one for five. Now, granted, okay, context is important. One possession goes down as a red zone possession, but fourth down is what got them in the red zone after a completion, and then they ultimately kicked a field goal. So I don't know how much you want to put substance in them getting to the Jacksonville 15. They finally get inside the 20. Gano comes out for a 33-yard field goal. So let's operate. They had four legitimate red zone possessions, and they only punched it in once via Daniel Jones going through from one yard out. The reason I bring that up is you score. Maybe we're not talking about a six-point game. Maybe we're not talking about Jacksonville having an opportunity. And then you start to actually have a game where you lead and win comfortably, which they have yet to accomplish this season. I don't I don't think that's comfortable for the Giants. For some reason, they want to be in this <laughs> They want to live on the edge of their seat. Right, they want to have us in suspense over here in New York. And it's the longest game of the morning so far. And we were here. All the other games were ended like 30 minutes before. But they got us on the edge of our seats at the end of the game. And look, whatever it takes to win, and that's what they're doing, whatever it takes to win, they're playing four quarters or more of good Football. It's not pretty all the time, but they're finishing games. You can't really ask a, a, a team, a player, a coach to do more than to just finish. And that's what they've been doing. We've been seeing that week in and week out. If you're not a believer now, please know that the Giants are a solid team. And no matter who they're playing, they're going to fight. They're going to scratch and claw. And they're going to kick your butt. And they're going to fight all the way through to the end. And look, this team right here is a solid team. They're going to be able to go a lot of different places as long as they continue to finish. 
They had some injury problems today. Some people went down. Next man up mentality. You saw Landon Collins in there. You saw a lot of young guys in there playing. A lot of people playing good football, motivated football, and it's all coming from this head coach who he's saying all the right things in public, and it looks like everything that he's saying, these players are hanging on to it because they sound just like him when they talk to the media, which is a great thing. Coach rubbing off on the personnel. The other thing that comes to mind from this game is situational football. Maybe the level of execution wasn't great, but at critical moments, they took care of business. We'll step aside. We'll come back. We'll get into that. We'll also get you caught up with everything else happening around the National Football League in a very busy week seven. Lance Meadow, Jonathan Casillas with you here. Giants top the Jaguars 23-17. to We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Brought to you by PSENG. This is Landon Collins, and you're listening to Giants Football on the fan WFAN and WFAN-FM New York. Let's take you through the NFL Week 7 scoreboard as many games currently in progress. Second quarter, the Jets lead the Broncos 7-6. Brees Hall with a rushing score. He already has 70 yards on three carries for Gang Green. Also in the second quarter, it's the Texans 10, Raiders 3. Davis Mills very efficient, 11-15 for 95 yards. Had the touchdown pass. The Seahawks are shutting out the Chargers 17-0 in the first. Geno Smith a touchdown pass. Kenneth Walker the third with a rushing score. The Niners in front of the Chiefs 13-7 in the second. Christian McCaffrey is in San Francisco's uniform and he is active. He already has three carries for 31 yards. Everything else went final. Bengals cruise past the Falcons 35-17. Joe Burrow 481 passing yards, three touchdowns. Two to Jamar Chase, who had over 100 receiving yards. He also ran in for one burrow as the Bengals improved to 4-3. and three. The Cowboys capitalized on five Lions turnovers in a 24-6 victory over Detroit. It was the Titans 19, Colts 10. Indianapolis turned the ball over three times, including two interceptions from Matt Ryan. The Commanders held off the Packers 23-21. Green Bay has now lost three in a row. Taylor Heineke taking over for the injured Carson Wentz. Over 200 passing yards and two touchdowns, one to Terry McLaurin. The Panthers did a number to the Buccaneers, a 21-3 victory over Tampa Bay as Carolina pounded the football on the ground, highlighted by Deontay Foreman with 118 rushing yards. And the Browns fell to the Ravens, 23-20. Gus Edwards coming off the pup list. He ran in for a pair of scores. That was the NFL in action. It was brought to you by Bigelow Tea. Grab a mug and tea proudly. Lawrence in a shotgun. Empty set again. Takes the snap. Back to throw. Steps up. Fires it to the end zone. It's caught at the one-yard line. Giants stand him up. He's not in. And the Giants going to run out. The Giants stopped him at the one-yard line. Holy cow! And that was the play of the game. It was brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com. Ford, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. Christian Kirk, one yard shy of scoring what would have been a game-tying touchdown pending the extra point as the Giants held off the Jaguars 23-17. to Another game coming down to the wire. All seven games have been decided by one score, and the Giants now 6-1 on the season. We welcome you back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Jonathan Casillas with you. Right before we stepped aside, we were talking about that final drive, and 
situational football is what came to mind, Jonathan. And the reason why I want to highlight that, we talked about red zone efficiency wasn't where it should have been, according to Brian Dable's standards, and it wasn't necessarily always pretty, especially from the defensive standpoint. I mean, look at Jacksonville had over 450 total yards, but when you look at the fact that they got some critical third downs in the second half, they finished their final two drives with scores, a touchdown and a field goal. They were able to get a fourth and one stop on Jacksonville to force the turnover on downs. Those critical moments swung momentum, and you need a lot of those plays to wind up winning a game that's decided by one score. A hundred percent, especially when you're not scoring touchdowns when you're getting into the red zone. Complimentary football really shows his hand right there. If you're not running the ball and if you're not being successful in other areas of the game, like defensively making top tackles, making stops, then it'll show its head. But because the Giants are playing complimentary football, the defense are making very like opportunistic uh, stops at the right time in these games where their momentum possibly be going the other way, then all of a sudden they get the momentum back and they give it to the offense. Daniel Jones, questioned, my, my question about him going into this season was about his decision-making. Now I think that's one of his strong points. He's making some great decisions. He's tucking the ball and running it when he wants, when he needs to. He's 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 taking a sack if he needs to. Like he's making a lot of decisions where it's like, okay, if he can do this for the Giants, the sky is the limit. Daniel Jones can actually beat teams himself because he's he's actually a very capable passer. He can definitely run the ball, and his decision-making is the best I've seen it since he's been in the NFL. And that was always my question is like, yeah, he can throw the ball. Yeah, he can run the ball. But what is about his decision-making? And I think he's showing that this year. I think uh, with, with Kafka being at the helm and them switching it up and running like – it's like they're not doing the same thing every week. I don't know what the offensive identity for this team is, but I think that might be the identity. It's like, what are we getting from the Giants today? The Giants are going to come out and run what they feel like they need to run this week against this defense because they've seen something on film. They've seen something that maybe that, you know, Kafka had or in the bag for, you know, a couple of weeks or something like that. But it's new wrinkles every week, and we've seen them come out this week First drive was nine plays. They threw the ball eight times. I don't remember the last time a New York Giants football team did that. So that's, like I'm saying, it doesn't matter who they're playing. It's like they're going to have a game plan going in. And, look, I don't think I can predict what they can do because I've tried. I've tried to think, like, oh, they're going to do this this week. They're going to do this this week. But, no, they're keeping everybody on their heels, especially the team that they're playing. They're keeping them on their heels. And I think if they continue to do this, they they got momentum already. They they huge huge win on the road. And they're gonna have another tough game next week. And this game, when you win, especially at the end of the game like that, with your defense coming up huge, it's just gonna build momentum and carry right into the next week. Well, one thing they were able to lean on, they finished with the rushing attack. And I think that's been a big part of their identity, regardless of the opposition. We even talked about this during the week on Big Blue Kickoff Live. If you thought that Daniel Jones was coming into this game and throwing the ball 58 times like Matt Ryan last week against Jacksonville, you're absolutely crazy. There was no way they were going to put Daniel Jones in that situation, even though it looked like it when he had 22 pass attempts at the half. But he only had eight pass attempts in the second half because they leaned back to their bread and butter. Right. That was the rushing attack. They were able to wear down a Jacksonville defense because I think, Jonathan, uh, J- Jonathan, the mindset of this Giants offense is you could be the number one rushing defense. You could be the 15th rushing defense. You could be 30th. 
We know we want to run the football. You know we want to run the football. We're still going to run the football. Yep. And that was the philosophy, I think, that was on full display in the second half. Yeah, 100%. That's why I think they did the passing so early, and they threw the ball down the field. I, I literally said this three times this week. You don't always just pass to run the ball, but you pass deep so you can pass low as well, so you can pass the shorter routes as well, because you don't have those corners sitting on these little routes anymore because now Slayton is a very capable wide receiver that can stretch a defense out. We haven't really seen that in the first four to five games of the season, but it started last week, and you saw it today. You have to honor that as a safety. You can't sit on these routes. Corners, when when the, when the, when the receivers start chopping their feet at 5 to 7 to 8 to 9 to 10 yards, you're not so quick to break on these routes. Because if the quarterback is still in his drop and the receiver is chopping down his feet, you better get back. And that's what the Giants are presenting. That's what they did today. They didn't go out and it's like, we're going to run the ball right away because that's what we need to do. No, they know they had to run the ball. They started with passing. They started with a deep passing game. And then they continued doing that. And then as the game weared on, and you can see it, the Jaguars got tired. I watched a couple of their players walking almost on the field. Not that they were not giving up. They just were gassed because Daniel Jones was running the ball. Daniel Jones was throwing the ball. And then you got big old Saquon running that ball too as well. So I think the game plan that they had today was like flawless almost, you know? And they did it, they did it great. They ball keeps saying this over and over and over again. They're executing. And it doesn't matter what game plan that they have, offensively or defensively, you're seeing the execution at a really high level from the Giants. The player press conferences are brought to you by MetLife, the official insurance company of the New York Giants. Speaking of Daniel Jones, he had an opportunity to address the media. Uh, yeah, went down to the wire there. Um, defense did a good job holding them, uh, holding them ultimately. But um, yeah, did enough to win. Obviously, there's some plays we'd like to have back, but um, you know it's a good team we played and and uh, did enough to win. 107 rushing yards. Why, how did that? Were they focused on Saquon, so you took advantage of that? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, that was a big piece of it. He attracts a lot of attention, rightfully so, and then some things open up off of it. So, I thought the offensive line did a great job controlling the line of scrimmage uh, throughout the game, and there's some opportunities for us to make plays. Daniel, what, what were you thinking when you lost two of your offensive line in the first half? What was going through your mind? Yeah, it was tough. Always tough to see guys go down. Um, you know, big players for us and, and key players for us. But I thought the guys came in, stepped up, and, and played really well. Uh, you know, Josh and Tyree did a great job throughout the game. So, um, you know, a lot of faith and confidence in them. So a little frustration come out of you after the uh, fourth down drop there at the, at the goal line. Um, were you surprised by that? You saw your coach was very surprised that that came out of you. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, heat of the moment and, and – uh, you know, I wish I could have that situation back. You know, I pride myself on being composed in those situations. And, uh, yeah, I, did, I wasn't there. So, uh, you know, I got full faith and confidence in the world and in Marcus. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was, you know, disappointed that I, I let that happen. It seemed like Jacksonville's defense made mistakes and were able to keep you guys on the field. Uh, just as a player, what does that do for you when they're making the mistakes and you can stay the drive? Uh, yeah, I mean, we got to take take advantage of them uh, when you get those opportunities. And uh, a couple times we did, a couple times we didn't. So 
we got to look back and, and see what we could have done better in some of those situations. You scored a first possession touchdown with Jeff Dunwell and did it by passing it down the field. Were they load the box early so you just passed them off? Uh, I think a little bit of that and just uh, Slay made a good play on the outside. Uh, so given give him a chance to do that and, and uh, he made a, made a great play, got a good release and uh, made a great play for us. So I think that was key for us to get off to a good start, but we got to build on that and uh, find a way to, to keep that going. You talk about building on things. You guys have been able to win a lot of games late. Just what, what makes your team special and what makes you guys I think there's just a competitive spirit. There's a, a mental toughness to our group, and regardless of what's happened earlier in the game, or regardless of the situation, we get confidence that we're going to execute and, and find ways to win. So, uh, like I said, there's a lot of points in the game, a lot of plays that we, you know, would like to have back to clean up, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, make a couple more plays so we're not in that situation, but. Um, you know, credit to Jacksonville. They're a good team, uh, good defense, and, and they played well today. Why, why are you disappointed in yourself for showing such emotion? Uh, it's just, uh, you know, I, I uh, you know, want to be composed in those situations. I think, uh, you know, Marcus, I got a lot of, a lot of confidence in him, and, and um, you know, yeah. So I, I think just, you know, I'm competitive. Is he the moment? I think you get fiery, you get. Uh, you know, obviously you want to score there, but um, you know I got a lot of confidence in him, and, and don't want to do that to any any teammate. What did you think of the sea of blue? A lot of Giant fans in the stadium today. What was your reaction to that? Um, yeah, I was uh, appreciate. The, you know, we certainly appreciated the support and felt their energy throughout the game, especially there in the fourth quarter, and and uh, you know when they got going. So we've appreciated the support. Uh, throughout this, you know, start and, and uh, certainly today, they, they uh, made an impact on the game. Yeah, that was scary. Uh, you know, tough for him. He's a tough guy. Uh, made a lot of big plays for us, and uh, feel for him on that situation. That's not something you see a whole lot. Uh, so, uh, feel for him, and, and uh, you know, hope he's all right. What do you think it allowed you to just perform more consistently overall this season? Like, what areas do you feel like you've really grown in, in your fourth year? Um, I don't. I mean, I think um, you know, just trying to make trying to make the right decision with the ball and uh, protect it when I can. A couple of them we got lucky today on, and and uh, you know, try to just keep keep doing that, keep putting the team in a position to to make plays at the end of the game. So uh, that's what I'm focused on, and and uh, certainly some. Uh, plays I could do that better, and I'll look to correct going forward. What is it about the fourth quarter that you seem to like? Um, I think we all we all want to be in those situations. I think as a team, uh, you know, throughout the year we've created them and, and been in those situations. Seems like week after week, but um, I think we all want to be in the pressure situation where you have to deliver, and and uh, we've uh, done a good job of doing that. You had five. You've had five game winning drives now. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's the same the same idea. We got uh, guys who want to be in that situation down the stretch and um, we've done it different ways at different uh, points of the year. Um, but ultimately we found found a way to make enough plays to win. Take one more. What did you like best about the way you played today? Um, that we won, I think. <laughs> It was certainly the, the best part of, of what we all did and, and uh you know, I think
we took took advantage of some opportunities that were there in the run game. I think uh, we were creative in that way, and and uh, offensive line was was big time there. Does it mean anything to you to get the hundred yard rushing game? I think this is your first, right? Uh, I don't know, but um, not really. I mean, I think it's the take. We took advantage of the opportunities that were there, and, and some of those were uh, on the ground, you know, with my legs. So try to do that when when the opportunities there. Thank you. All right, so that was Daniel Jones addressing the media. We went over his numbers earlier, but let's walk you through some other notable statistics brought to you by Pepsi. Giants watching is better with Pepsi, the official soft drink of the New York Giants. They have not had consecutive games this season, the Giants, in which the same tight end or wide receiver led the team in receiving yards. So we have a merry-go-round. It's a revolving door. Darius Slayton topped the charts today with three catches for 58 yards. He's done that previously, but he has not done that in back-to-back games. Wondell Robinson was right behind him. Six catches for 50 yards. Fabian Morrow, Julian Love each had nine tackles. Seven solo for Morrow, who also had a pass defense. They did not sack Trevor Lawrence at all in this game. And the bizarre part of what has been a big storyline for the Jaguars, they won every game this season in which Trevor Lawrence wasn't sacked. They lost every game in which he was sacked. Well, you can throw that trend out the window as the Giants put an end to that. They ran the ball 21 times for 142 yards, Jacksonville, so 6.8 yards per carry. Another game in which a number of big runs were front and center. Travis Etienne, 49 run. 49-yarder, whereas Kenyon Drake we saw last week and Lamar Jackson combined for four 20-plus-yard runs. So that's something that they still need to shore up. And Christian Kirk led the way with seven catches for 96 yards. With the team stats, it's going to be one of those games again, similar to Baltimore, where you're going to look and you're going to say, Jacksonville outgained the Giants in total yards. They outgained them in passing yards. Yet the Giants still found a way to win, and that's where the situational football comes into play. They were a more efficient team on third down. They were able to get some key defensive stops in the second half. They forced turnovers on downs, which, let's face it, are an extension of turnovers because that's lost possessions, empty possessions, in which the Jaguars don't walk away with anything. We will step aside. When we come back, we're going to hear from Saquon Barkley, get his perspective on the Giants' latest victory, and also look ahead to their next game as they will head to the Emerald City to play the Seahawks before they are on by the following week. Lance Meadow, Jonathan Casillas with you here on Pepsi Giants Extra Point. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pepsi Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, brought to you by PSENG. This is Daniel Jones, and you're listening to the radio home of Big Blue. The Fan, WFAN, and WFAN-FM, New York. Jones keeps it, pushes into the line, no signal yet. It's in the end zone. No signal yet, no signal yet. He's getting up in the end zone. Touchdown, Giants! A delayed end to the scoring drive of the game, brought to you by Citizens, the official bank of the New York Giants. Citizens is made ready for Giants fans. That capped a 10-play, 79-yard drive, took 5.54 off the clock, and it put the Giants in front 20-17 to as they had a first and goal from the Jacksonville, Jacksonville 1. This coming with 5.31 to go in the fourth quarter, and it came after a stretch of three consecutive penalties against Jacksonville. They had defensive pass interference that put the Giants from the 11-yard line to the 1. Then too many men on the field and encroachment, but 
We're talking about moving the football inches, and then Daniel Jones was able to punch it in to give the Giants the lead. One that they did not surrender from that point on as they topped the Jaguars 23-17 in Jacksonville. Welcome back to Pepsi Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Jonathan Casillas with you. As we are recapping the ins and outs of this game, we heard from Daniel Jones and Brian Dable. We're going to hear from Saquon Barkley shortly. First, a reminder, make sure to download the ASAP app to get all of your game day needs in and out of the stadium. Use code GIANTS22 to score free delivery tickets, autographed items, and more. ASAP.com is the official mobile ordering partner of the New York Giants. Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones did something that no other opponent has been able to do against the Jacksonville Jaguars. They each surpass the century mark. Let's listen in to what the Giants running back had to say about his latest performance. Saquon, how, how do you describe the emotions at the end of that game and just the way to pull it out? Um, yeah, uh, we fought. Uh, Find a way to win the game, football game. Um, you know, obviously, I got to be way better uh, in situation football there. Not even putting us in that situation, um, giving Jacksonville another opportunity with that much time on the clock. But defense had my back, not only my back, but offensive back. And, um, you know, we trust each other and we were able to get a win. Did you lose your balance on that play? Or? Just got to do better. Um, you know, not going to make any excuses. Not going to. Just got to be better. That's really it. Um, I'm expected to, you know, understand the situation. I knew the situation. Uh, I tried to get down, but got to do a better job of it. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know that you're the reason why they're in, even in that situation, or I forgot how much time they would have had, uh, but would have been in four. You, you you believe that you know our defense is going to get the job done, but in my mind, I'm just like, damn, I can't even put us in that situation. But like I said, uh, it came down literally to the last second, probably two yards, but. This team has grit. The team has fight, and you know we found a way. How long do you hold stuff like that? Will you be really by the time you get off the plane back in there? Uh, to be honest, I'm gonna find a way to close my eyes, whether it's tonight, whether it's on the plane, play it back in my head. Uh, you know, do it the right way in my head and move on. Yeah, it's part of life. You're gonna make mistakes. Uh, you're gonna have your failures in life, uh, but it's easier to learn from them. You know, when, you, when it's a win. Uh, but this could easily went the other way. But go back, watch it on film, find time when I'm able to shut my eyes, play it back, have positive, has positive reinforcement behind it, and move on. Saquon, you had 18 yards at that time. I think you know they were on nine carries, so they were doing what they needed to do. What changed late in the game so you could, you know, you really? I don't think it's you know never want to take credit from another team. You know, they did a great job, uh, but that was me. I was running soft, thinking about. You know, think about the wrong things. Whole line was playing, playing lights out. I got to do a better job of hitting the hole. Um, but you know, found a way to get on fire a little bit, closer to the end of the game. But I got to, I got to do a better job of starting off faster. Just not going out there and be two six. That's all. Um, just got to go back out there and trusting it. Um, we, we have a great system. We have a great offensive line. Uh, great players. Uh, you know, they've been doing a great job putting me in position to be successful. Um, and I got to make those plays, and I wasn't making those plays in the first half. Um, so I got to be better for the team. You ran the same play a bunch of times that stretch, didn't you? Could I? Uh, we did. Um, can't can't stop it, why not? Um, like I said, but the difference was 
I was just doing a better job of hitting it, trusting it. The O-line, you know, especially Mav on those plays, uh, was, was doing a great job opening it up and just got to do a better job starting quicker. You said, I think, earlier this year, the idea that the team was able to run the ball and they know you're going to run the ball. They knew you were running the ball that almost the, the biggest statement that you guys could have made as an offense the game the yards you did when they do the same play was coming around uh, I mean that's every week uh, especially where we at now as a team um, you know a lot of teams will come in do different things to make sure you know slow down the run game but when that happens uh, you know guys got to step up and make plays which they've been doing all year um, DJ's been balling um, you know Slade going up top um, David, Richie, all the guys, uh, the tight ends, all those guys, you know, coming and making plays when we need them. And uh, as that continues to happen, and you know, you soften up a little bit, you can get back to just getting downhill and trusting the run. And um, when you're able to do that, when Calf and Dave and all the guys, you know, the coaches don't give up on the run, especially when you're behind, you know, having trust in it, and you know, them continue to trust it. Um, and for us as players, making it work. When you send this, when you run the same play out of team and it works, you run it again. Do you think that has like a demoralizing effect on on them? Uh, they start seeing it. And they start seeing it. I mean, I don't know if they realized that it was the same play until like probably like the fifth or sixth time, to be completely honest. Um, and then we you know we had something off it when we kept it, and DJ made a big play, used his feet. Uh, you know, it's hard to. It can look like we run the same play, but you can run so many things out of that that formation. And um, you know, that's credit to, to Calf and Bobby um, setting us up. But was it demoralizing? I, I don't know. Um, just I can tell, you know, when you lean on the defense, when you lean on defense um, throughout the game, you can feel them starting to soften up and, um, you know, take them to the deep water and drown them. So that was Saquon Barkley reflecting on the Giants' 23-17 win over the Jaguars. And, Jonathan, I want to expand on what Barkley was just talking about because Mike Kafka, when he spoke to the media this week, was also pointing to the fact that, they can do so many different things off of one formation where one time it's Saquon running, another time Daniel has the option. A little bit of the second half of this game actually reminded me of the Bears game earlier this season. If you remember, they were running so much misdirection where Daniel had them thinking left and then he goes right. I'm not saying there was as much of that where Jacksonville was completely caught off guard, but it seemed as if they were so caught up in, with Saquon, and then when you're so caught up with Saquon, now all of a sudden Daniel realizes he has some lanes to take advantage of. Yeah, again, with the boxing analogy, it's like jab, 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 boom, you throw a hook. You know, and, and they, they, they did that today. They started with the pass game first. You know, they were throwing little dink and dunks they threw up top. You know, a little dink and dunks they threw up top. Then they throw a run in there. And then they throw a misdirection run in there. And then at the end of the game, you saw – all right, it's, four, it's the four-minute drill, which is if anybody knows what a four-minute drill is, that's when you basically have a lead and you're trying to protect it and you're running the ball. The only time you throw it is in a passing situation on third and long, and even that, you might still run the ball. And then they mixed it up, and then that last bootleg that Daniel Jones had was like, oh, there it goes. There it goes. That's what we've seen. The, the, Kafka's doing such a good job in keeping defenses off balance. I think I talked about it this week that the Giants aren't attacking defenses. I think Kafka might have heard me because he's a, he was attacking this Jaguars def, this defense today, which is solid defense. But the guys, you know, they 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 did everything they could do to slow this Giants team down. But it was just too much, and you saw them, man. It was winded. 
The Giants was leaning on him, like Saquon said. And look, man, I, I love 2-6. The guy is very critical on himself. You know, they won the game today, and he's saying, I got to play better. The guy had over 100 yards. You know, he's like, I got to play better because he understands that, look, the the Giants won by, what, six inches today? That's what Pretty it took. Much, yeah. They won by six inches. And, and Saquon, no, if he would have got down a little bit earlier – if he would have slid down instead of going out of bounds, I think it was two or three runs in a row, and every time you see him go down on the ground, he was shaking his head. And I'm like, look, he's upset with himself because he didn't get down. But that's the standard. That is the level of, of play that this guy plays with. And Dayball has that same standard. And you can see all of the guys. You know, we got a lot of young guys on the Giants team. Saquon, he might be young, but he is beyond his years. The way he plays the game of football and his mindset and his approach to the game of football. And I think the guys are just feeding off of this stuff. And when you do that, you're going to have success. And that's what we're seeing right now. We're seeing a whole bunch of motivated guys coming from their head coach who's establishing this tough, gritty culture. And it's led by one of the better players at that position is Saquon Barkley. Compared to the rest of the roster, Saquon Barkley is considered a seasoned veteran when you look at the makeup of this team. So that point is well taken. And what you're referring to was third and 10 from the Jacksonville 20, a minute 11 to go. Barkley ran what appeared to be out of play after picking up four yards. They then reviewed it and they overturned it because his momentum was taking him out of play. And that was big because the clock went down to almost like 25 seconds and they restored a minute after looking at it upon replay. So that's why, obviously, he was frustrated himself. And another example in terms of the aggressiveness that Jonathan was talking about, Giants actually scored in the final two minutes of the first half for the first time in what seemed to be a century. To actually be more exact, it was the first time since the 2020 season finale. So they've come a long way with respect to that and not to pour salt in the wounds of Giants fans. But remember, they were outscored 79 to nothing in that department last season. So even small things like that are big steps in the right direction. Giants football brought to you by your local Ford stores. For great deals on the full lineup, visit buyfordnow.com. Ford is the official vehicle of the New York Giants. Well, stick with us if you are listening to us on the fan in New York. We're going to be right back with more post-game coverage, but it's time to say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network and on the Giants digital platforms. Final score once again, Giants 23, Jaguars 17. The Giants are off to a 6-1 start, and they have now won four in a row, entering the final game before the bye week as they will visit the Seattle Seahawks next Sunday afternoon. You've been listening to Giants football on the WFAN Giants radio network, brought to you by PSENG. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, I <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.